Can you break down the categories of your assets and your liabilities? Yes. Yeah, so we have right now a little over like $730,000 between 401ks and IRAs, Roth IRAs and brokerage accounts. The rest is real estate. What is up, guys? Jason here. Welcome back to the channel and our series, Nurses to Riches, The Road to Fire. I thought Nasima was the richest nurse I'll ever meet. Well, guys, Chris is here to prove us all wrong. He touts a net worth so high, you might not be able to believe it. And he did it all as a nurse holding an associate's degree in nursing. So let's get right to it. Let's tear Chris's career and finances apart. Chris, let us know where you're from and why you decided to become a nurse. Thanks for that intro. So... <laughs> Uh, I originally from Mississippi and that's where I got my nursing license. My grandmother was a nurse for like 30 years and she played a big part in raising me. And so it's kind of just coming out of high school. That was, that was what I was going to do. Uh, in Mississippi, you don't get paid very well as a nurse. So I had no idea like the earning potential. So eventually, you know, I find my way out to California pretty long route, but yeah. And then uh, everything worked out pretty good. And why California? So at the time, I got my um, nursing license. I worked as a nurse in the ICU in Mississippi for about six months. Um, I went to Virginia briefly, and then I found a, a travel contract. And at that time, I just got my one-year mark. And back then, they really wanted you to have a year before you could you could travel. And there was a travel contract that at the time was paying way more. And so I was like, well, let's go out to California. And how much were you making in Mississippi? I started at eighteen fifty an hour. Fifty an hour, and that was in the ICU. Yeah. You know, I've spoken to a lot of ICU nurses. I've noticed many of you like to travel. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there, right? You know, there's a yeah, lot of right? for ICU. Um, so, you know, that's what we do. Absolutely. You know, I've noticed that the OR and the ICU have the highest pain travel gigs than the other specialty. Yeah, I just checked recently some travel uh, sites for what they're paying. It seemed like OR, big, big knee right now. Or it used to be, you usually see ICU a lot higher, but right now OR is really, really needed in a lot of places. I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. Yeah. Right. You know, um, I spoke with Les, one of the nurses that I interviewed previously, who was saving $12,000 a month. He's an OR nurse and he travels. And mm -hmm. I have a couple of OR nurses in our Discord server that make a ton of money. You know, they're all traveling right now. Why did you decide to get into the ICU to begin with? I started as a student nurse going through nursing school and I was working in the ICU. My grandma kind of helped me get a job there. And it was just, they had a job for me as soon as I, I graduated, you know. So I graduated like May of 2011 drove to Nashville, Tennessee to take my boards like the next week because I was as soon as everything else was like months out. And so then they, they stepped me up from when you graduate from $9 an hour to $12 an hour, you got your, your license and you went to 1850. So you're really making big bucks. <laughs> Especially over there in Mississippi, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there was, yes. a, I, I thought I wanted to go to CRNA school. Um, that's, that's still a consideration, but, um, so that was just kind of the natural thing. And I liked it. And how long ago was this since you became a nurse since you graduated? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 11 years. So 2011. Yep. 2011. Yeah. So you were one of the earlier ones to begin this traveling thing then, because back then the rates weren't as high as they are now. No, right? but in Virginia, I was only making $20 an hour, so they didn't have to be that high. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So how long did you do travel nursing for? I did one contract at a hospital in Marysville, California. I extended that and that was it. After that, I ended up getting on with Dignity Health for a little bit down in Sacramento. And then eventually I got to Kaiser and then there wasn't a whole you know, <laughs> lot of point in, in traveling. Yeah. You know, the one thing I noticed about Kaiser nurses is for most of them, once you get into Kaiser, you never leave. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, they got the golden handcuffs. It's, it's hard to go yeah. anywhere. And the cool thing about Kaiser, I guess, is the fact that you're able to transfer from one hospital to another without even having to interview. 
Yeah, I don't know if you've done that it's, yet, it's, right? Oh, I, well, so I'm no longer with Kaiser. I've actually in January moved out to Florida. Um, so I, I did take, well, we'll get into that. But at Kaiser, yeah, I did that a lot. I worked at Roseville. I worked at Sacramento. I worked at South Sac. And I changed different you know, positions there. I worked at the call center. And it's just, wow. you apply. If you've got the seniority, you get the job. And it's easy. <laughs> it's quick. And it's cool because you, you can go and check out different things. It's, it's really great. So of those three Kaiser hospitals, which one was your favorite? Oh, that's hard. I, a lot of good so people at all of them. Um, I'd probably say toss up between Roseville and, and uh, Sacramento. Uh, you know, the Sacramento has a neuro ICU. And so yes. I liked a lot of the people there, but neuro ICU, I'm like, eh, that wasn't quite my thing. <laughs> and then Roseville, it's a little, I would say it's probably a lower acuity, kind of more laid back. Interesting. Yeah. A lot newer. So you worked at Kaiser for about what, eight, nine years? Yeah, from September of 14 until December of last year. And why did you decide to leave Kaiser then? You said you went to Florida. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of reasons. At this point with our finances, you know, we wanted my wife to be able to stay home. She's a nurse as well. And realistically, all this doesn't happen without her. I mean, she is the rock star. When I first started making money, I spent it as fast as I could. You know, I was always <laughs> into how do I make more money? How do I make more money? How do I make more money? Yeah. And she came yeah. and she's like, whoa, those $200 sunglasses, you just bought seven pairs because you lost six of them. That ain't happening anymore, right? And so she put the lockdown and, and fooled me on that, which is amazing. We make a great team. She's kind of like the opposite of me. But we, you know, we're wanting her to stay at home with the kids. Um, we were going to retire, essentially. And I actually took, I didn't work until May of this year. I just took took time off. Um, with the economy and stock market and everything, doing what it's done, it was always kind of our plan that if that happened, I would go get, you know, a job. So now I'm working part-time um, at a hospital out here. And uh, I was worried about that transition because at Kaiser, I mean, that's like one of the best places to work, not just through the money, but like, you know, the ratio, yeah. the yeah. support that you have with, with the charge nurses that are out of the account and with the break nurses, like that doesn't really exist in a lot of places. So I was worried about that transition out here, but it, the hospital I found is actually really cool. And it's, uh, it's a pretty chill office. So it's not, not been bad. Chris, I got to say, every time I talk to somebody who works at Kaiser, it feels like we're advertising for Kaiser. <laughs> I, I know, I, you know, I tell, I've told people, I try to convince some of my nursing friends to move out there and, you know, they, they didn't believe me, but, you know, it sounded like an infomercial, but it's, it's just that good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually moved out here because one of my friends from New York, who I used to work with, moved out here with his family first. Then we came to visit him and he had purchased the house like eight months after moving here. We went to visit him and he immediately convinced us that we needed to move. So we applied for our licenses that same day. Within like a month or so, we got our licenses approved and we came back out here and we just came to like visit the rest of the state. But as soon as we moved out here, we realized how much potential working yeah. as a nurse over here actually led to because within eight months, we also were able to buy a house, right? And yeah. then I have friends who ended up following us from New York. It's, you know, one of them, he ended up applying for a job at UC Davis and I'm like, man, you should apply to a job at Kaiser if your plan is to invest your money long-term. And he waited three years before he actually did that. But now he's working with me at Kaiser and he's like, man, I should have listened uh, to you a long time ago. <laughs> that's cool. Oh yeah. That, that's, yeah. If there was something I would change, it would have been getting to Kaiser faster, which I mean, I know, maybe I could have done, maybe I could now. But I, I think yeah. really Kaiser and in, in especially the Sacramento area, I think <laughs> if, as far as trying to change like your finances in nursing, you know, short of going and being a CRNA, like that is the best place that I, in my opinion, that I know of you can go just because of the cost I of living agree. and, you know, the amount of money that you can make. I agree. So why did you decide the Sacramento area though? It, so I met my wife on that travel assignment. 
uh, <laughs> up in Marysville and she had moved, uh, had moved uh, down to Sacramento and that's, it just kind of serendipity. I just, I ended up there and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know about Kaiser. I had no idea about the money. I didn't know about the area. You know, it was just, I ended up there and, and I'm really glad I did. And did you guys end up buying a house in Sacramento when you moved out here? Yeah, so she she owned a house um, prior to us getting married. Um, eventually, we rented that out and um, bought we we bought several houses there. Uh, moved a few times. A few times we lived in Rancho Cordova. We lived in El Grove, um, and then we had that investment property. And then we had about some other investment properties out of state. Eventually, the house that we're in now is a vacation rental. Um, while we were there. So why did you guys decide to get into rentals? I had always been interested in real estate, um, just the, the financial you know, upside that it has, but um, especially if, and for a lot of people that have high incomes, especially W-2s, there's a lot of things you can do with real estate to reduce your taxes, depending on your situation. So that plus the returns, plus, I, don't know, I found it interesting. So it was always kind yeah. of a goal. And then eventually I started making the money to actually do it. And how much did you guys save up for a down payment on your first rental property? We actually did a 1031 exchange with that property, her wow. uh, house in Sacramento. And we bought five properties out south of Chicago with that, about an hour south of Chicago. That was our first thing. And then we actually rented out one of our houses that we lived in in, uh, in Rancho Cordova for a while. So we moved, bought a house, and then we went and bought another yeah. house and just rented that one out. So that was kind of another way. That, for that one, we put down 20%. How did you find out about Chicago in that market? Why did you decide to you buy know, Chicago? At the time, we thought Sacramento was expensive. This is back in 2016, <laughs> right? So yeah. uh, hindsight, 2020, which I've been buying there. And I would say for most people, at least for me, I won't buy you know, far away to try to manage it. Uh, for me, it was just too hard. I know people do it, but it wasn't that great of an experience for us. We had been looking around just different markets. And that one at the time, the cash flow for the properties, like the rents versus how much you'd pay for it, were just really good. And the areas based off what we were marketed to is through what's called a turnkey company. So these companies, they go, they buy the property, they renovate the property, they sell you the property, and then they manage it for you. Um, that ended up going very badly. And, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it all turned out fine still. That's what's pretty cool about real estate. If you can hold on to it long enough, you're probably gonna be fine. So do you hold mortgages on those properties or did you pay them off completely? Our situation has completely changed. When we moved to Florida, part of that, um, obviously wasn't the income because I wasn't looking to work, was moving the properties out here, um, living in the house that we were renting as a vacation rental. And so by doing that, we liquidated all our properties in California, did some 1031s. We sold all but one property in Chicago so far, um, So, and we bought property out here. So we've got a single-family rental here that's paid off, a duplex here that's paid off. We have a trailer on a lot that we're looking to put another trailer on. That one's paid off. And then the one in Chicago is paid off as well, but we're looking to sell it. We actually don't have that rented off right now, rented out. We do have a mortgage on our current primary residence, but it's not too bad. Jeez, man, you guys are killing it. Wait, so how old are you currently? 32. You're lying to me, are you? You're 32. Yeah, 32. <laughs> oh my God. What am I doing with my life? I'm 37 years old, Chris. <laughs> you're killing it, man. You're doing awesome. I, lo I love your channel. I love what you're doing on it, man. It's so cool, especially the finances of whatever. I mean, maybe it's like this, I love fresh, but I know with talking to nurses, people just don't talk yeah. about you know, finances or, or people maybe they're too afraid to. So having a kind of platform to talk about it or tell people, hey, this is an option out here. I know you don't know about it. You need to know about this and you need to come do it, right? So I think it's really funny <laughs> I agree. doing that. I agree. And you guys did all of this with how many children? Four. You know, we built them up over time, right? We, yeah, we did yeah, yeah of course. So <laughs> it was a process. Did you find it any more challenging having children while you were doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But mm. I would say 
you know, having two children versus four, not a huge difference. I mean, depending on the age stuff, like it's just busy and you, you know, you, you get accustomed to it, but yeah, I, it would be easy if my wife and I, um, who was a nurse at Kaiser at the time as well, we could have both just really worked a ton. Oh, I don't know if we would have or not, but uh, you know, it would have been a lot easier not having to manage the, the childcare, which is, you know, is a huge issue. Um, having reliable childcare. So those kind of things. Yeah, it makes it harder, but it's, you know, it's doable. Obviously. So you said your wife put you in check. You said that you used to be a big spender. She put you in check, but what was her reasoning behind putting you in check and buying all these properties and doing what you guys ended up doing? Yeah. So we make a really good team. Cause like I said before, we're kind of opposites. So I'm like a big idea guy and I'm like, everything's possible. We just go, go, go and go do it, you know, and I'm not a really risk averse. And she is the opposite. She's the numbers person. I mean, she can tell you all of our numbers without looking at any of it. If we make any changes, she knows it all. I got to look back and reference back to it, right? She's a very detailed person and she was always very frugal. She didn't like spending money, you know, just on stuff to spend money. We really like to be intentional about our spending. Like an idea that she had. So we moved out here, we drove out here, right? So at the time, I don't know if you remember this or you knew it, U-Haul trucks and stuff were crazy expensive. I mean, they're like for a little yes. trailer to pull by, it was like six or $7,000. So we're like, oh man, that, that stinks. I have to pay that much to do it. So what we did is we looked for those same size trailers to buy and we bought one for like $3,400. We drove it across the country, right? And then when we got here, we sold it for 4000 <laughs> So instead of you know spending six to seven thousand dollars on the trailer, if you just think about it, hey, is buying it an option? And even if we hadn't sold it for that, even if we sold it for two thousand, we'd been better off, right? So just she comes up with that kind of stuff all the time. And Hold on a second, wait. So she work. came up with that idea, not you? Yeah, no, uh, sorry. I mean, I'm Chris, sorry. She is, you married she is, the is right amazing. one <laughs> for sure. She was the perfect person for me. I can't. I can't tell you how. I mean, she's just absolutely amazing, and um, yeah, she's the reason I got a job down in Sacramento in state actually so are you working in florida or are you guys just vacationing over there now no so we moved here my family's still in mississippi we wanted to get uh, a little closer to them uh, some concerns about you know where crime was heading in sacramento homelessness we had a few issues with homeless people and in the community you know having some break is that it was still a safe place right but i, I didn't really like the direction it was going schools there, there was a lot of stuff that went into it and really by making it, it was more of a financial thing that my wife could stay home with the kids right? And she didn't have to do nursing and potentially like retire, right? So we moved out here. You know, we're here full time now. Wow. And so I was going to stay off. I ended up taking a part time job. I work 24 hours a week. Sometimes I try to get off every day that I can. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like, yep, I'm like, yep, me me uh, but it, you know, it has benefits, which if you don't have benefits to your employer, it can be done and you can do it for relatively cheaply, but it's complicated. Um, and so that was a kind of a thing that simplified things as well. And how would you compare working in California versus working in Florida? At this hospital, so this, I was really worried about this because I had worked when you're in the ICU and you have four patients and one of them's coding like in the back weird unit thing, right? Wow. And, yeah. or three patients routinely and not having a charge nurse out of the count, like charge nurse has patients or you don't have anybody really. Good. So I was really stressed about that because I had gotten used to work at a Kaiser, you know? Yeah. And so, but when I, this hospital I'm at, it seems from what I, I hear, it's kind of an outlier. It's not that at all. Um, it's actually, it's a small hospital. They usually have you pretty staffed. And so it's, it's been not a bad transition at all. I just drove around our neighborhood. Well, a little bit further from our neighborhood because we live in like the Curtis Park area of Sacramento. So we were driving, yeah. I don't know if you know where Avenue X is or X Street and Broadway. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. right below Midtown. I was just driving yeah. through there yesterday and I had to like film what I was witnessing because the homelessness population has increased so much. I've yeah. never seen it like that in the five years that we've lived here. 
And I, I have yeah. to make a video about it because I used to recommend Sacramento as a place for people to move to. But after seeing what has happened over the last two years, I don't even think I can recommend moving to Sacramento yeah. specifically. Maybe right. other areas around Sacramento, but definitely not Sacramento. Yeah, and I can say because we so we were lived down at Elk Grove and and also we lived out in Rancho Cordova. So they're both outlying of Sacramento, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, originally you didn't see homelessness down there. And it's just kind of been spreading out. I mean, like I said, when we left um before I had a homeless guy come and like run at me screaming at me at a gas station. I got me and the kids in the car yelling all kinds of stuff. I thought we were gonna fight. I thought I was gonna fight a homeless guy. Unfortunately he ran off. But it was, I mean, it was pretty scary. And so that was, I mean, that, that was definitely a part of it. Yeah. And how do you feel now where you live? Oh, I mean, there, there is no homelessness uh, where, where I am. I'm not going to say that's all Florida. Florida is yeah. a huge yeah, state like California. <laughs> and they all have all this stuff. But where we are, I mean, if we let the kids run around in the, in the yard and don't worry about it at all. Walk out, leave our stuff unlocked. My daughter leaves <laughs> her bike at the school. It's not locked. We just, we just leave it there. It doesn't get stolen. I know that doesn't happen at the schools there. <laughs> they will get taken. Yeah. So what is your wife doing out there? She's staying home with the kids. That's, that's it. Awesome. Can't yeah, get I mean, any better than that, right? No, no. She's great with them. You know, she's really good at that. Um, a, lot, a lot better than I am. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. I'll tell you this, though, man, because I'm the one that's at home most of the time taking care of the kids. Taking care of kids is much harder than being a nurse. <laughs> it's way harder. It, it, just, yeah. it is. So what are your plans going forward? Because you guys moved out there, you retired for about what eight months or so before you started working again in Florida. Yeah. What do you plan to do? We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure <laughs> out. I, I can tell you, you know, just being done, it's great for a little bit, right? But, but then there is a part of you that's like, okay, well, what now? You know, what? Yeah. I, you can only sit around and play video games. Well, I, I can't play video games that much to all the kids. But when <laughs> I get to, you know, it's great. But then you're like, eh. You know, going to the beach, we, we love going to the beach. It's about a five minute walk to the beach where we live and wow. we go there every day. And that's, that's amazing. Right. But at, at some point you figure out, I feel like I need to be doing something. And so we're trying to figure out what that is. We're thinking about both going to CRNA school. Actually, we don't know if we take out loans or we just pay for it, but we could do that now. And her mom actually came and lived with us. And so she, we have a lot of support if, you know, we want to do that. So that's, that's something we're considering. Okay. Now, you know, for a lot of people that are watching this, they're probably wondering, how is he able to do this? So I want you to let people know where your current net worth is. Right. And we're going to talk about why that's important. Yeah. So it fluctuates a lot, especially with the market. But right now we're right around $2.9 million net worth. Jeez. And yeah. how long did it take you to get to that point? I can tell you, this, you know, this is from 2014. No, 2000, probably 2000. Yeah, right. 2014, right before that, I had a, me personally, a net worth of about negative $10,000. <laughs> and my wife would probably brought us to break even at the time. <laughs> And yeah, so from about 2013, 2014 till now, I remember in 2019 is when we hit a million and yeah, it was cool, but you're like, it doesn't really change anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So once you get there, it's, I mean, it's, it's really great. It's definitely progress depending on what your goals are. But I, mean, I think a lot of people think that it's some like magical, you do that and everything changes. <laughs> no, nothing and, changes. They have more options. And do you think you would have been able to get to where you are today had it not been for real estate? No. No, absolutely not. I mean, I maybe, 
you know, if, if I got lucky, if I got in a bunch of stocks, you know, the stock market has done great along that time. And it's definitely way less work. If you're not picking individual stocks and sweating and stressing about that. If you're just throwing your money in. You could definitely be pretty well off in that amount of time. I don't think we would have gotten to where we were if it went for real estate. So can you break down the categories of your assets and your liabilities? Yes. Yeah, so we have right now a little over like $730,000 between 401ks and IRAs, Roth IRAs and brokerage accounts. The rest is real estate. We, so a lot of it is actually our house here. We got really lucky when we bought it a few years back and got a good deal on it. And the market's done really well out here. So that's probably about a million of it of the net worth part. And then the rest is rentals. Now, I know in the email that you sent me, you shared your highest pay stub. How much was that when you worked that so closer? The highest one I found was 20000 for a check. Um, I, I know I did one at 24 because I worked like crazy. I got $24,000 <laughs> on one check. But that month I made, it was my one check was like twenty, and then the other one was ten. So I made $30,000 uh, that month. Which was, and was your wife working as much as you were at the time? Uh, at that time, you know, I can't remember because there's been times where she's been off with the kids, you know, being, being at home on maternity leave a lot. So I can't remember at that time she was, I feel like with the exception of a couple times, we usually took turns working a lot. And what's crazy is we didn't work a lot all the time. I never averaged 40 hours a week for a year ever. I mean, I think my highest was 32 hours average. The average out of all the hours I worked for the year, but I would do it in chunks, you know, where you yeah. make the most money. So were those earnings in a run? Did you work consecutive days in a row? I had done both. When I worked at the hospital, I didn't do as much consecutive. Part of that was per diem with the higher rate when my wife was benefited, oh, benefited which is nice because you get the 20% the bump, yeah. but you can't get the consecutives or the third weekend. When I went and worked at the call center is when I really, really knocked it out because at the time, and for a long time, I don't know if it's the same now, you could just work consecutives all year long. And I think at one point I did like 180 days or something in a row. <laughs> I was working like four hour days, six hour days. It wasn't like I was working 12. Yeah. That 20 hour check, that was, that was a lot of 10s and 12, a lot of 12. Yeah. And were you able to work from home at that time? Part of it. Yeah. So part of the pandemic, I was at the call center. So for part of it, I, I worked from home. Because I have some coworkers that ended up going to the call center and then some of them returned because they said there were too many restrictions placed on them. Like when they were working from home, they had a time limit to use the bathroom. So like they could not be in the bathroom. I think it was like 10, 15 minutes max, something like that. Yeah, it, and, it was uh, the same whether you were in the call center or at home. They had the same rules and they had the same tracking stuff. So it didn't really change. A lot of people, it's a tough environment to work in. So yeah, that that's pretty true. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't physically exhausting, right? No. And once you get used to it, the work's way easier and way less risk. You know, you don't have people coming dying like they are coming to the ER. Or in the ICU, right? You know, you're going to tell them, yeah. hey, go to the ER or hey, here's some advice or here, here's an appointment, right? So it, it's not, yeah. for me, it was way less stress. For some people, just having that micromanagement and people watching and listening to your calls and, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder essentially all the time is really stressful. But So I want you to break down your current expenses for the month and how much income you actually have at the end of the month. Yeah. So our, our household bills, like our budget is about 3,600 a month. Our mortgage, P, uh, principal interest taxes and insurance is 3,000 a month for here. And then so you're like at 6,600. I make about 50 a year at my job. So about a little over 4,000 a month. And then the net rents so after you take out a certain amount for vacancy and repairs and just kind of stuff that you set aside and taxes, that kind of thing is, is a little over I think it's like 4,500. I had it written down, but that was a fair. It's like 4,500. So about 8,500 in income and then 6,500 in expenses. Cool. And so 
I remember when you sent me the email, I was questioning, how is this even possible? This guy said he makes like $50 an hour or something like that. I forgot what it was. And then you sent me your Kaiser paycheck and I was like, okay, wait, he worked for Kaiser. That makes total sense now. Yeah. <laughs> he was so able to all save that, up all, all that, that Kaiser time paid. paid for my life right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you could do all of this all over again, would you do it or would you do it differently? You know, I can't say I would do it differently. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people do this, but you know, in my mind, I got this like fantasy land, like, oh, if I'd only known, I just loaded up on a bunch of Tesla or if I've gone back, I could have bought a bunch of Bitcoin and then sold at a certain time. But you know, who knows what that would have done to your life. I, I love my life as where it is right now. So I honestly, I, I wouldn't change anything. Awesome. And if you could give any advice for anybody wanting to get into like real estate or trying to figure out a way to invest, what would that advice be for them? Yeah. So making more money to invest, figure out how to increase your income, uh, go in and work for Kaiser, figure out how to do that. That's one way, or just anywhere really out in California for nurses. That's a good one. Figure out how to cut your expenses. You know, a lot of people are spending a ton of money that they don't really need to. And sometimes it's hard to increase your income and the things you can do immediately is decrease that. Right. And, you know, to figure out what you want. And then as far as real estate, you know, you, you got to learn a lot. I mean, there's lots of books, there's lots of resources, there's uh, real estate investing groups, you know, find people that do it and, and talk to them learn the basics and then start saving up and getting ready to, to buy a house and just go do it. For me personally, I, I advise people to do it where they are. I, I know like say out there in California, it can't be harder because it's a lot more expensive. But when you're trying to deal with stuff that's say in Detroit or Chicago or some or Mississippi or some of these lower cost states, there's a lot that you don't know and you don't know until you do it and it could cost you a lot of money. And it's just hard to manage. So that, that would probably be my advice. The other thing I, I usually advise people when they're talking about as far as nursing is I advise people go get your associate's degree. I know my wife, she had $40,000, maybe $60,000 in student debt before we yeah. met. She paid it all off. She just you know, cranked it out. But she went, it, it was hard for her to get into school. It was hard for her to find a job because they all wanted you to have experience. She ended up going to Texas to get a job and work before coming back. And it, that was awful. And so what I tell you was just go somewhere cheap. I came out with no debt out of uh, nursing school. It was like, it cost like, I think three or four grand for the whole school. Like it was super cheap. And, uh, then afterwards, you can get your bachelor's while you're working. So go make some money and do your bachelor's at the same time. And don't do it the other way around. <laughs> do you still have your associate's degree in nursing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I have to, if I want to go to CRNA school, I got to get my bachelor's. Um, yeah. But I, I never really had the need to get it. <laughs> so do you guys know anything about the FIRE movement? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were big into that. Uh, well, this whole route. And we still, we still really love numbers. We love investing. We love learning about that kind of stuff. Um, I think we, we kind of found out about that in uh, probably 2015, 14, 15, somewhere around there. And we started getting serious about it. Lots of different, you know, uh, platforms that, that have a lot of information on it. I think one of our big ones for a time was, I don't, have you heard of Mr. Money and Mustache? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I love him. I, I'm never that frugal, but he's, he's funny. And we did a lot of that stuff, right? We really cranked down and we do it in, in chunks. We take time where we're like, all right, we're really going to go after it right now. And then we kind of lay back and we, we spend a little more money, have a little more fun. Yeah. I was just telling somebody on our discord server the other day that there's periods of time where Monica and I, we won't invest as heavily as we usually do because we want to mm -hmm. enjoy ourselves. So like we'll go on vacation, for example, this year, but we'll still max out our 401k this year. And then next year on top of investing in our 401k and maxing that out, we'll go all out on other investments. Yeah. But with this YouTube income, it's insane, man, because like over the last couple of weeks, it's, it's growing exponentially. Like I'm going to make a video talking about it, but I only have at the time of this filming this video, we have like 12,000 subscribers on our channel. And just last mm. month, we had like 7,000. So 
<laughs> it took That's us so cool. one year to get to seven, no, a year and a half to get to 7,000. But in the last three yeah. to four weeks, we've gotten 4,000 subscribers. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys keep doing that. You're going you're gonna to be just like <laughs> Right, cool. So um, Chris, what is it that differentiates you and your wife from other people? Yeah, I, I mean, I was, there's nothing really special of, about us, honestly. We're just normal people, average intelligence, right? <laughs> I mean, we're not like a rocket, <laughs> rocket scientists or anything. We just decided what we wanted. And then we figured out how to get it, especially nowadays. There's so much information out there. I think one of the biggest things is figure out what is it that you want, right? Do you want to be retired in 10 years? Do you need to be? No. Do you want to be retired in 20 years? Do you need to be? No. If that's something you want, then figure out the next steps. And honestly, I, one of the biggest things that I would have changed, I guess now, now that I think about it, would be appreciating where I am more. So even where you are, if you're struggling, you're looking to go, you're in, getting nursing school, you're going to get your license, you're not certain about it. You know what? Just take time and be mindful of where you are and appreciate where it is because there's a lot of people that don't have it. And then after that, figure out what you want and just go do it. It's really just a matter of, of you know, figuring out, setting a plan and then and going after it. We didn't do it all at once. It took 10 years of consistently, hey, we bought a property. Hey, we figured out how to manage this property. Hey, we really screwed up on that. You know, that was really bad. You know, we lost a lot of money. And that's the other thing is don't think it's just going to be an easy thing. We didn't get here just like with no problems. We lost a lot of money. We made big mistakes along the way. Just know it's part of it. And it, it can happen. You just got to do it. Well, you know what? I would love to end it there. But you just told me you ran into a lot of problems. And I'm sure my viewers are going to want to know what kind of problems did you run into? <laughs> okay. Well, just well, let's go to the, uh, the turnkey provider that we got our properties in Chicago from. So this company, we've been around about 13 years. It was a legit company. We got the properties and they placed the tenants. They're managing it. And all of a sudden they stopped sending the rent to us. So our tenants were paying the rent. The management company wasn't sending us our money. So we call and we're like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Well, long story short, they end up defrauding lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Um, so we ended up losing about $40,000 off of stuff that they didn't do. Like they didn't put in HVAC systems that they said they did. And we didn't know any better to make them, you know, make sure they, they showed us they did it. The money that they didn't send us and they filed for bankruptcy. We end up getting, it's not sued, but well, kind of by the bankruptcy court saying the money that they did send us should not have been sent to us. So we need to pay that back. Even though it was our rent, it was the craziest thing. And it was basically, you can either pay a lot of money to fight this. And you're still probably not going to get any money or you can just pay a little bit of money and make it go away. So that was awful. There was another that one. That sounds like a nightmare. It absolutely nightmare. So wait, so you guys actually have to pay out of pocket to rectify that situation. For them stealing our money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's oh, just one example. Yeah. But again, you guys ran into problems like this and you still persisted, right? You still continued with it because you knew yeah. that at the end of the day, real estate was a vehicle for you guys to be able to retire and still earn some, you know, sort of passive income. It wasn't yeah. like a hundred percent passive, right. but if you have a managing company, then they can manage the property for you and you just receive the rent. Yeah, for sure. You can do that. It takes about 10% usually from your pay. Uh, yeah. We manage ours ourselves. It's not too bad. The biggest part is getting the screens in, getting them in. And after that, a total things here and there. I would say one of the big lessons from that is that one, don't over leverage yourself. A lot of people, you know, talk about going out, no money down, real estate, do all this stuff. Don't get over leveraged because at one point, fortunately, we were both working at Kaiser at the time, but we were, we had those five properties did have mortgages on them at the time and our primary residence that we were having to pay for because we weren't getting any money. Something that I, I told my wife, she, she gives me a hard time for this all the time. Well, it's not like they're all going to be vacant you know, all five are going to be vacant at one time. We don't need to worry about that. We'll never not receive any money. Yeah. Boom. 
<laughs> there's no money for five properties. So yeah, so oh, don't no. get over leveraged. And fortunately we had the income to cover it um, and everything turned out fine. I am sure that everybody who's gonna watch this video is gonna be so inspired by you and everything you've done over the last 10, 11 years, you and your wife. Cause you know, it wasn't just you, right? It was you no, and your wife and this not. is why you are where you are today. Yeah, I, I love what you're doing. I love being able to encourage people when I can and you just, what you're doing, have a platform to have more people that are looking for it. Uh, not everybody wants to hear it. So it's really cool that you're putting that out there. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that's it for this video. If you enjoyed this video, then make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to this channel. And if you want to be a guest in our next episode, then make sure you click on the link in the description below. And if you want to watch our previous Road to Fire videos, then make sure you click on this video here.